Hey, what's up, guys? Peace to you all. This is another episode of the Brothers of Destruction podcast. I'm your host, Anthony King, and I got my good brother with me. Daquan Donovan. What's good, brother? A lot is good. You know, my birthday just, just passed. Yo, I meant to say that first. Happy birthday. That sounds stupid <laughs> as hell. Happy birthday, my <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, look, man, we, we got AEW and NXT on my birthday, so I was hoping that I got some good shows, and I think the shows is all right. You know, you, you want to move on into AEW? Yeah, we can do that, bro. All right. Uh, for AEW, man, they opened the show, and we saw Ray Phoenix versus Nick Jackson. And this was the first singles match for Nick Jackson after over 200 matches, I think they say, tagging with his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I think they said 2015 was his last singles match. Damn. I didn't even realize that, that. I didn't realize that the um, that Nick Jackson from the Bucks, well, both of them, they didn't really have any singles matches. They've been tag teaming for so long. True that. Yeah, I, I've been a fan of Nick Jackson after, what, like the first pay-per-view they done. And this, I'm not going to say it was a surprise because I know he had it in him, but you think this could lead to a push for this guy? I remember you, look, the funny thing is when I did see him compete, I thought about what you said, and you did tell me. You did tell me early, like, yo, that there is a future for him because this wasn't a wrestling match. This was Mortal Kombat, bro. Like, <laughs> like, yo, yo, Nick, he did really well holding his own, mm-hmm. which, which is a big deal because his singles psychology, his cardio was impressive. I looked at yeah. all of that, just him being in it by himself and not having to rely on his brother to tag in for rest for any rest spots, for any tag team spots. He really did good, and I think he could have a future as a single star. Right. And then he was in there with, a, you know, a high, another high-work rate guy, in, as in Ray Phoenix. So, yeah. like, like yeah, you said, I mean, it was Mortal Kombat. That's a fact. Th- the match was so good, bro. It, it could have went either way. Sure. I, I mean, I feel like it could have went either way, but Ray Phoenix took the clean victory. And um, I guess we can chalk that up to the Bucks being easy with how much leeway they give them they give themselves as far as racking up these victories they want to make it seem fair because right. they help run the company you know so but it could have went either way and the the sour part was Ray refusing to shake Nick's hands afterwards but I guess that's all a part of the story yeah true that next up was Dr. Britt Baker DMD going up against Hikaru Shida mm-hmm and Britt busts her nose open somehow in this one. It's like a, like everybody's busting their nose open these days, man. Right. <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, people taking a lot of crazy ass bumps. That's what it is. These nasal injuries is getting out of hand. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'll say these AEW women matches don't impress me much like that. I'm just steadily keeping up with the matches, though, you know, because I do peep the growth, but there's still more work to do to get on a level as the guys in AEW for me. Right. But it got really good towards the end. Towards the end of the match, it really started to pick up. But Hikaru Shida won, but I wish I was surprised because I know they're high on Britt Baker, but she won. I mean, how do you feel? Yeah, well, I I was kind of surprised that they let, you know, Shida win, uh, Hikaru win. I don't know what they're doing. Like like you said, I'm on the same path as you. I know they're constantly growing. They're getting better. Britt Baker just, you know, she just got in the business three years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, for them to be so, you know, heavily invested, I think she had to take some of these losses as it is. 
Mm. It's because they know that people know that she hasn't been wrestling for that long. So, like, they just make sure that they, you know, they keep her kind of at bay. The same thing they're doing with the Bucks. They're keeping it. It's like, I guess they're being careful with just how much stock they put in each person. They're trying to balance everything out. Yeah, yeah. But the match wasn't that bad. Sorry, sorry. The match wasn't that bad. It just, I just feel like I can't say I'm clamoring for more. It just wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't a, a great match. There's more you know work. What I'm to, there's more work to be done. And, and and speaking of that, I've been feeling like the Dark Order. There's more work to be done to their character, and they segued from that match into this pretty cool video package that was uh, mm-hmm. kind of Tom Tom Robbins kind of you know inspirational. And then it, it started turning culty, and then yeah, and then it, and then it, you know the the ending was join the Dark Order. Right. So well. I, I like that. They're starting to spruce the act up a bit, but, you know, this is what we need. We need to figure out what the hell the Dark Order is. Mm-hmm. So, they, I, honestly, I wouldn't even put them in matches for the next couple weeks. I would just have promo packages, let them cut promos in the ring, let them do a little dark shit here and there. Build build that aura behind those guys. Yeah, you, you, need, you need something that has some type of mystique around it, something that you can't really figure out, but you want to like you said, you want to clamor for more. Like this, the, I'm at the point where I'm interested in wanting to know more about Dark Order, but it's not like that more when I where they got my mind going. I want to know more because I'm just confused. Like, what the hell is going on? It's not what a, the hell is it? Yeah, what the hell is a Dark Order? Like, yeah. what were you like? What 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 are you like? What like are you Bray Wyatt ish? Are you Undertaker ish? <laughs> like, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next match was a battle royal called the Dynamite Dozen. And they said the remaining two will compete next week for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. And included in this battle royal was uh, Hangman Adam Page, Pentagon, Sonny Kiss, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, MJF, Orange Cassidy, Chuck, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Kip Sabian, and the one, Billy Gunn. The one Billy Gunn. Dang! You called out his his forgotten... His forgotten, his forgotten, um, the um, forgotten gimmick. son. The for- yeah, the forgotten gimmick. The one yeah. Billy Gunn. I, yeah, I was a big fan of the one Billy Gunn. It was really underrated. I thought it, yeah. it could have got a main event push. Um, <laughs> and this Pentagon was released early, mm-hmm. and in a funny way, bro. Christopher Daniels is getting these guys back because he posed as Ray Phoenix, put the mask on. <laughs> And I'm like, God damn, you tricked Pentagon so well, he thought he was with his brother, bro. <laughs> That's a good-ass trick. You really thought his brother was there. Yeah, My so Christopher Daniels is Bugs Bunny. That's what we're saying, man. He's going to be Bugs Bunny for now on. Yeah, he knows how to really trick them. You know, and he and he tricked Pentagon, and that got him tossed out the ring. And then mm-hmm. I noticed there was this spot where Billy Gunn was showcased as the powerhouse of the match on some Braun Strowman shit. I don't know right. if you realize when everyone tried to jump him, he powered out of it, out of that assault for multiple guys like he was like he was Big Show. That's going to be a difference between AEW and WWE. Well, he definitely was bigger than a lot of those guys, so I guess he had mm-hmm. to play that role. And it yeah. just, I guess we chalk it up to the vet status. Like, now he can do that. And, and plus, this new generation of guys are smaller. Um, yeah. Sean Spears pulled up and got Joey Janela eliminated. And then okay, after yeah. that... <laughs> Wardlow <laughs> came out. Wardlow came out to watch MJF's back, I assume. Uh-huh. And then we was left with our final four. Kip Sabian, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Hangman Page. 
But then it came down to the the remaining two, and I guessed it. I saw it. I feel like this was the right choice to make. If you if y'all got stock in Hangman and MJF is the next heel, you might as well just put those two in that spot. And it came down to MJF and Hangman to compete for the Dynamite Diamond Ring next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, out of all the people in the match, who was really like the ones that going to be like you know that they're pushing like those two? The only one I can really say is Pentagon. And he got out there early as hell. Yeah, they got him out because he was going to be a problem. So it's like, you know, you can't expect some, for somebody like him to be in there long and people ain't getting eliminated. So yeah. you got to get rid of one of the biggest threats. And he was indeed one of the biggest threats in that match. And they, they got him out early and he picked up a... a, a it gave us a good reason to. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got a quick backstage segment that seemed to be improv, but it was funny as fuck. Chris Jericho was getting on everyone. I mean, from the faces to the heels. And then this segue <laughs> to his major announcement that he had already teased. And he came out to say sorry for his temper tantrum, but he never actually said it. He had Jake Hager say it for him instead. For his first words on AEW, it's sorry. Sorry. You know, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he said he would be having a celebration soon. But then SCU came out to address him. And this was pretty good. Scorpio Sky came out to remind him that he only threw his tantrum because he got his first loss from him. Mm-hmm. And he said he partied all weekend long from celebrating his victory. And they got into the spot where they pulled, like, the Daffy Duck Bugs Bunny thing. And he tricked Jericho yeah. into setting up a match between them two for the AEW World Championship. Do you think it's too early? Um, I think it's early regardless for anybody that's just not prepped up for that main event spot. But at the same time, uh-huh. you want to build some type of tape and show that people are given opportunities regardless. But it, I think this could be a dope setup for something even bigger down the line. I know they're not going to give Scorpio the title, but this could be a bigger setup for something else because this might not even be a clean finish. Right, right, right. You know, right. they ended the segment with the inner circle jumping SEU and then a couple of low-tier AEW roster members like... Michael Nakazara and Brandon Cutler. They tried to help, but they got shut down. And then we got mm-hmm. Luchasaurus and Jake Hager in the stare down. That was crazy. So seed <laughs> planted. We already we looking forward to that big that's that's gonna be a big man match, high intense mm-hmm. action because both of them can go. So I'm looking forward to that. And right. it was a good spot for Luchasaurus because right after that they had him squash Peter Avalon. Quick. To my surprise, because I didn't think it would even be that quick. And I guess we're starting to, like, I feel like we're beginning to see less and less ring work of Avalon. Right, right. Well, he's the comedy act. He's he's their Santino Morella. So you did say I, that. You did say that. Yeah. So we we we're not gonna see too, nothing too crazy from him yet until the character gets some, you know, some some backstage promos, you know, some of the goofy shit out the way, and then that, that's when we're gonna see a little bit more. But he gotta build to that point. Right. I like the Easter egg that they did do with him, though, because when he was backstage with Jericho and Jericho was getting on him, notice the books he had in his hand were all dinosaur books. Uh, <laughs> I didn't notice that. I got to re- watch it. That, I was, gotta a, watch it that was a dope Easter egg. Jericho was like, what is this? What is this you're reading? What is this? This is... They were all <laughs> dinosaur books. So I just wanted to point that out. That was pretty cool. Um, next up was Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz, and this match was, like, dedicated to Matt Travis. Yeah, Matt Travis, because I messed it up last week. I said Matt Tremont. 
It's but all yeah, good, Matt Travis. It's all good. <laughs> the context in this commentary, I liked it because it gave us the background story of how Matt Travis, Santana, and Ortiz knew each other. And this was, as Booker would say, good from, <laughs> from bell to... <laughs> this was good from bell to bell. You know what I mean? Right. I liked it. I love it, actually. Santana tried uh, to cheat, you know, uh-huh. but Nick Jackson came in with the assist and stopped all that noise. And Private Party got the win. This was probably Private Party's best match so far that I've seen. I've been really, I've been really critical of those guys because there's a lot of stopping pauses, even going to the attire. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, this has been their best match so far, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, this will go down for me top three because they had some good bouts. Now they had that that one with Young Bucks was 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 on point. Oh I, yeah, that yeah yeah. Matter of fact, that might be their best match. <laughs> now that you say that. I'm glad they got the win. They definitely needed it more because it's like it, it does feel like they lost their last two, three matches. Mm-hmm. You know, and after that match, we get Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rose. They came out for a mini post-match brawl. And the highlight of that, bro, was Sammy still vlogging while he was fighting. <laughs> bro, you ain't see that? You realize <laughs> he does he does that though. Like he'll come out and he he'll record a beatdown real quick. Bruh, I like that. That's 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 taking <laughs> some of the the new generational things that are happening in real life, and you mm-hmm. you 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 translating that to to the business. I guess that's keeping it relative and, and up to date with what's going on and just in real life, and people can relate to that, make it relatable. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. that, we got a Kenny Omega promo, and he spoke on how the powers that be is giving him a chance to press the reset button because he's kind of okay. lost his he's kind of lost his edge lately. You know, he suffered big losses. He's got some wins, but he suffered big ones. Like, the, the big losses right. he from, from Pac down to Moxley just in that last match. So, he hasn't won anything important. I guess in that, I guess in that promo, they're letting us know that now that Kenny's worked the kinks out, he's kind of put the guys over. We may see Omega start getting that, that run. He he's about to get his Roman Reigns run. He's about to show everybody why they've been calling him the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. To close the show, we got Darby Allin and John Moxley. And one of the best parts of this match for me was the video package in the beginning of it. When Darby was... The, the Darby Alley. Yeah. Darby Alley video package. Yeah, right. yeah dragging was, the yeah. body bag around with, with mocks written in tape on it. And then he zipped himself in it and was carried away in a crowd surf at some yeah. random-ass concert. And then <laughs> that segued into his entrance and he got brought out in that same body bag. That was a dope entrance. It, it might... It's competing with the match because... The match didn't have, like, a big main event feel to me like that. Right. But that made it feel a lot more main event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with that being said, I, I think they're really... They they felt the vibe from the Darby Alley-Jericho um, match. So they might have a, high, a lot of high stock in him. Right. They they I think they think he's more main event than what he is. Well, I, I could see him getting a Jeff Hardy-like uh, crowd f- fan base, you know what I mean? Um, I, I can see them really taking a Darby because he has he has a bit of those traits, you know what I mean? That he's a, he's an enigma. He started the thing off right away with yeah with with Mox because there's a minute as soon as Mox came out over the ring over the um the ring post, Darby launched him, launched himself at Mox before he can even before he can even get in the ring, and that was a crazy camera angle that caught right. that was that they caught off too. Like I'll say this match was. 
straightforward. It was it was it was a match to show what Darby could do and what Mox can do in the main event, and it ended with Mox landing a paradigm shift on him off the top rope. Good way to, to kind of show that he had to go all out to take Darby out. Yeah, one thing I'm gonna say is it was a spot that they did. Um, Darby jumping off the top rope and he hits Mox with his whole body and like just falls Fire. to the ground. I don't. I, I that was a good spot, but I think that spot made him look weaker than mm-hmm. what he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if you throw your whole body at a person, you telling me that a punch gonna affect them? I, I just, I, I just, that's me starting. To I got you. No, I, I already know there's certain things that they. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I ended up giving this show a seven point seven, and the the brother tonight for me was Chris yeah. Jericho, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, seven point three for me. And man, listen, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix, that match, that first match, that did everything for me, man. Those are my brothers dope, of the night. Dope, dope. Not bad, brothers. Jer- Jericho was mine just because <laughs> he's I just love it. I just love him. I don't know. He just it just he just leave an impression. Yeah. yeah, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix, them brothers did their thing. Um, moving on to NXT, mm-hmm. the show opened up with William Regal backstage waiting for someone to come in and, and it was the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She got a, she, she came through and got some security escorts, you know? And for the first time in four years, this was an appearance she made on NXT. She came out to a mixed reaction. You know, of course, I I think the ones that were poor yeah. were more than likely probably pro-NXT, the crowd that's always there, you know? And, and in this promo, she said, mm-hmm. Triple H made the invitation, but the man was already going to come anyway. And she challenged Shayna right then and there Rhea Ripley came out instead, and she wanted to smoke. With the motions. Bruh. Bruh. I love Rhea, man. She <laughs> she carries a vibe with her, man. She got, she got main event aura. I like that. Of course. Of course. You can could, you could smell it big on her. Like, feel. Yeah. This was big fight. First match. Oh, yeah, geez. it was for the first time ever, we got to see Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. This was a dream matchup, if you think about it. And we only got a yeah. little bit, but the little bit they gave us was a work of art. I loved it. They had to somehow, they had to take it from us because I feel like WWE likes to gifts us with things and then take it away from us. So they had Shayna and her cronies pull up and in the match, and I'm, I'm guessing it's a double DQ. Yeah, but one thing I'm going to say is with Seth Rollins, the same thing with Becky Lynch, it's going to end with a disqualification if it's not a pay-per-view match. Right, but, right. Go ahead. And, and, and the same thing, too. They can't <laughs> stay on it. They can't be laying on their back for too long. And Rhea was able to get that rub. Yeah. Because when they tried to jump her and um, when they tried to jump Becky and Rhea, they fought back and they, they didn't let them get the best of them, you know. And I guess I just chalked it right. up to like, damn, that just was another dream match. They didn't want to give us the full result to, but hopefully we see it again. Next up, we yeah. saw the revival yeah. pulling up backstage. They had security escorting them to the arena. That that I, I like that. I like to see things like that instead of them just appearing there. Make sense of certain things. Make it realistic. Yeah. Well, it is invite. It was it was an inv- invitation for Triple H on Monday. So I guess you know it's just like you know keeping yes. the continuity of okay, we did invite these people. So yeah, I yeah, like the way he did. It looked classy. Thing. The security is like we're not going we're not going to do nothing to you. You know, like Triple H is giving you out a VIP status. You know, <laughs> for the night. After mm-hmm. that, we had Cody mm-hmm. Reeves taking on Matt Riddle, but Ricochet shut that shit down on on some Mark Henry sit Quit. your ass down type shit. Like <laughs> early, <laughs> he, he he attacked Cody and took his right. place, and we ended up getting Ricochet going against Matt Riddle. 
in a fast-paced action match. Yeah, Bro, this looked like... It looked like... It <laughs> felt like what it looked like in writing. If you read Ricochet versus Matt Riddle, that feel like that's going to be a big match. And it, it, it looked like it. It felt like it. That's what it was. The shit was five-star quality. And I could see that the crowd... Yo, they pledged their allegiance to NXT hard because Ricochet just was there, yeah. but they really behind Riddle. Right. <laughs> Yo, you know? <laughs> right, because Ricochet just left. Well, he just left yeah, the beginning bro. of the year. Come on, you know? Uh, I feel like Ricochet <laughs> still ain't get all the NXT off right. him. He still got the, he still got the scent on him. Right. Got that stink on him. He still got that stink on him. He was behind Riddle. Riddle won with a roll-up. But it was after Ricochet was distracted by SmackDown's Mm -hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Let's just okay. So let's think about the back and forth action in this post match brawl was like one of the first, I guess, main points of the show where shit is like really starting to get crazy because now we're seeing a mix up between all three brands. We're seeing a mix up between Mm -hmm. SmackDown, Raw, Mm -hmm. and NXT, and the brawl was insane. Roderick Strong, he came out there for a moment. Right, because he had to he had to see um Shinsuke yes. because he, they got a match on Sunday. He, so, came, yeah, he pulled he, up. He pulled and then up. Finn Balor pulled up <laughs> on, <laughs> on Matt Riddle. <laughs> Finn Balor said, "I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. I'm coming after the guy that I need to this, come out. This brand shit. I know I got to see Riddle, bro. <laughs> to see the aggression on Finn. Yo, I thought Finn really got a right. problem. Bro. Finn really got a problem with bro. He really got he got an issue with him. So I'm pumped. I want to see that at War Games. Uh, next match, we got the Revival versus Bobby Fish and Kylo Riley in a tag team match. Player wrestling, mm. bro. This, wrestling this was a good clinic. match, man. This yo tag team wrestling at his fucking finest. Off bro. the chain, like the crowd. You know, it's off the chain yeah. when the crowd is just chanting tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling. <laughs> the tag team gods right. had to be proud of these boys, man. Like, and then uh-huh. for me, it was uh-huh. refreshing to see revival. The revival back in their element, giving us these yep. match of the years yep. material. You know what I mean? The, like, like I was reminded why I respect their ring work in the first place because they right. were going in so much. I was just surprised that they were even running gas up like this, so close to War Games and Survivor Series. But the storytelling yeah. in this one was great because yeah. in the end, Scott Dawson said, "Kiss my ass!" Like he had to say <laughs> something before he got he got the final bullet. And they laid his ass out with that double leg sweep, right. and they lost. But the revival, yo, they fought to the death. That's a fact. Um, one thing I'm gonna say is I love the way they use their body in this match. Like, like they, they broke up pinfalls with their body. They were doing all kind of crazy stuff. Like, this was a, a hard, like it was, re- it was a realism to it. Like, like it was, like it was all, it was a wrestling match, but it also Yo, felt like a they real got match of the year. We gotta have tag team match of the year. I think this is a candidate, a hard candidate for that, bro. Like this was, I enjoyed this match thoroughly. Right. Next match, we saw the NXT yeah. UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray versus the Dakota Kai. And this was my first time getting a chance to see Kaylee work because I didn't really, you know, I haven't been Me able too. to catch her, but I was just wondering what that, I was wondering to see what that work do since she took the strap off Tony Storm, who ain't no slouch. So I was, I wanted right. to see like what this right. girl got because Tony Storm definitely ain't no slouch. But the match was solid. We saw Dakota mm-hmm. all over this one. 
it's kind of like she got most of the offense in, but she had to lose for, for that. That was like the price she paid. But I see mm-hmm. Kaylee's got mm-hmm. a stiff work style. So I see why she is the champion. Maybe on, on UK, she really she really goes off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was a couple moves that she did on Kaylee, and I was like, damn, bro. Like, they really allowing you to do yeah. this on the regular? Yeah, you mean the, the move she did on Dakota? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on Dakota. Yeah, 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 she, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a stiff work style. I see why, you know what I mean? She's from, um, she's from Scotland. Oh, okay. Also, oh, Drew yeah, McIntyre-ish. So, yeah. She ain't playing. Like, I get it. After the match, the women of SmackDown, yeah. Raw, and NXT came out, and they fought forever in the ring for a post-match brawl, and I like the little subtle stare-down, like the little subtle moments they have, like that stare-down they had with Io Shirai and Kairi Sane. They gave us little yeah. shades of, I guess, maybe past alliances, past rivalries, whatever. Gave us little shades of New Japan. Mm-hmm. I like that. All this, you know, all the commotion was needed, I guess, to sell these uh, these upcoming events. But then Nikki Cross just came out and cleared the house. Right, cleared the fucking house. Bruh, she was the last one to stand. With a garbage with the lid, bro. <laughs> Looking like Tommy Dreamer in 2000, uh, in 2001. Really right. I wonder what their plans are going to be because that really made her look strong. Mm-hmm. After that, we saw the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, go up against Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake of the Forgotten Sons with Jackson Riker ringside. Yo, the Viking Raiders... Why them boys are so precise, bro? They like they so accurate with the offense. Like, like they're like the Sheamus uh-huh. of tag teams, bro. <laughs> right, right. The way they do the moves. Bro, that they was, got a hell of an arsenal, bro. <laughs> like, I think about Sheamus. Sheamus had yeah. a, a, a he had a very healthy arsenal of moves, so you never felt like Sheamus was running it. He can he can pull out something, and you be like, damn, son. Like, he got that too. <laughs> like. <laughs> right, like, and that's how they—that's how they are with me. Like, granted, they got some of their go-to moves, but the shit never gets old, and never get old. Now, I just had to say that. I just had to gush for that moment real quick. But yeah, this was a this was another match of the year type type of quality because Riker got involved like three times and he wasn't even detected. It's like my boy knows how <laughs> not to get caught in the act, but apparently not mm-hmm. how to not get banned from the ring. <laughs> I said, how'd that happen? You got involved like three times and get caught, but you get banned. You know, but yeah. this, you got to give the, you, I give this match so much props because this was essentially a big man tag team type of match. And they put on, mm-hmm. they put on a mm-hmm. clinic. The, 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 the Forgotten Sons, I, I like this match from them. I'm, I'm normally bored by those guys, but they, 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 I like this match from them. Like, the Viking Raiders brought a lot out of those guys. They brought a lot out of the Viking Raiders. No. I think a, this might be my favorite one. Yeah. I think this might be it my favorite match that I got to see the Forgotten Sons in. The, this is it. This, this is was it. their best this match. This was right? their best match. I, I was looking at them like, I know I'm not bugging you. This was their mm-hmm. best match. Because the they, the Vikings, I, yeah. they picked up the victory, but it was a hard-fought victory. Hard-fought one. Right. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with everyone involved from bell to bell. Like, this is one of the best showings, if not the best showing of the Forgotten Sons. From even Jackson Riker, him just smoothly even involving himself in the match and not getting caught just up until he got banned. Right. You right. know? <laughs> um, <laughs> to close the show, we got our main event of the night, and it was Adam Cole versus Dominic Dijakovic in a ladders match. In the ladders. In a ladder match for the men's advantage in the war games. Match that they got coming up. Yeah. And 
they had a couple of Mama Mia spots in up in there, you know, a couple of Mama Mia spots in there. I can see that they tried to low-key mirror the Mia Yim and Io Shirai carnage. So this, I have a problem with 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 this from la- last week and this week. Why couldn't we just do a regular-ass match for one of them? Yeah, because you're, you're putting them at risk. Because you know... Yeah, you're putting them at risk. War Games going to put them at risk. And then you got to wrestle Survivor Series the next night. I don't, I, I don't find it. It's a, it's a reason to have this ladder match on um, Wednesday. I don't find it as a reason to have the ladder match last, last Wednesday as well. Cause me and you went through some shit. Well, why couldn't you just do a regular ass match? I don't know. Like I, I hope, hopefully Triple H got a, got a, a big, I got a master plan because your guys are working harder than the main roster right now. Yeah. Cause the, what is Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. So they want to burn themselves out. And we still don't know who the Survivor Series team is. And I NXT. like that because they keep SmackDown on Raw on guard. They don't know who the hell is representing NXT in this tag match. And it's a it's it's a good thing, storytelling-wise, because now we don't know. But I tell you one thing, the pressure's on. NXT better have a hell of a tag team. Um, They, they got to have, have, have a hell of a team okay. come Survivor Series since Raw and SmackDown don't know. Only thing I will give them, the, 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 the right. bright spot, I'll give them about this match is they tried, like I said, they tried the low key mirror the Mia Yim EO match, but they they didn't they didn't have as much uh-huh. spots. I could see that they wanted to go to war, but they didn't overdo it, you know. Because you we, like us like we just okay. were saying, they still got more events this week to do. I'm glad that they only mm-hmm. they only had like three major spots, so they kept it minimal. This wasn't as good as right. the Mia Yim EO Shirai match, but it was decent, you know. Um, Adam Cole won for his team. And after that, we got another SmackDown Raw and NXT Forever fight, but with the men this time. With the men this time. But I I like the sequence. It was incredible, Uh bro. Like, from Drew taking out Dominic to Keith Lee taking out Drew. Uh Then to Keith Lee and Ivar having to stare down, and then they decided to take out the whole roster with with, with they, you know, diving from the inside to the outside of the ring. I thought the sequence was fire. And then we Mm -hmm. got Adam Cole thinking he was the last man standing, and then your boy, Seth, came in and super kicked his ass. And he was about to curb stomp him, but then (laughs) you get my man Champa pull Mm -hmm. up with that swag. That that, that swag will walk out. OD. My man man is Steve Austin in NXT, Uh bro. I'm I'm telling you, like, he he that dude, (laughs) bro. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, his energy, energy. yeah, his energy. He he pulled up, and then him and uh, Seth, they fought forever till the show ended. But even before that, he takes right. out Adam Cole, then go out this stuff. <laughs> it's like let me take right. out the lesser of the two evils. Let me take out. Let me take this. Let me take this sucker out, and then I'm gonna go in there and handle stuff. I like the way right. the show ended, man. I I think this show was solid. I gave this show an eight point one. I'm going the same way. I went the same way. Juan and Anthony got the same rating for a show. That's dope. Right? Yeah, that is dope because it. My, but my only gripe, I'm, I, I got to get this gripe out of the way. I'm sorry. I felt that it was a little overproduced. You had three brawls. You had a men's brawl at the beginning of the show, a female brawl after that. Then you had a, another men's brawl to end the show. I just feel like it was a little overproduced. You could have waited for that brawl at mm, the end. You know what? I think Triple H set the bar so high with his words on Raw and really put everybody on edge with the SmackDown Raw my, the gates open, come in. I guess they wanted to make sure. I feel like mm-hmm. Raw 
NXT and SmackDown, they're trying to sell this event every chance they get. For those who miss Raw and you're now trying to catch up with the program, so you call NXT, it's like they're trying to make up. So whoever didn't catch Raw or NXT expects SmackDown to go off with a blast. We're going to probably see shades of what we just saw on NXT and Raw be on SmackDown, just because. Dang, and that means that's another night for them NXT talents to even wrestle. So they, like, they, they, they got to work they got to calm down. I mean, there's people that they can use that hasn't been, like Pete Dunne, they can use his ass. He hasn't been involved in certain things. There's certain people that have been sitting out. Braun Strowman, who's a game changer, hasn't been used at all for none of this. And he's on a he's team. A game changer. He's he on a team. He's been in there and cleared out 10 dudes himself. So we, we still got one more go-home show, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at mm-hmm. with it. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Brothers of Destruction Podcast. Swing back around next time for another episode. I'm your host, Anthony King. With your brother, Daquan Donovan. And we out of here. Happy birthday <laughs> to <laughs> you. Uh, 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 uh. All right, y'all. Peace. peace. <laughs>